So we are we are starting our third episode in the series on prayer. And this one we're excited about because it's talking about the season of life, the season that you are in right now and what God has to say about that. And so to start us off, I think it'd be great to dive into a scripture that I think a lot of people are familiar with. Yeah, let's get that out. Are you going to read it? I will. All right. So this is in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and it's 1 through 8. And it says, There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from bracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And we were just talking about our season of life right before we started the podcast and, and what kind of season we feel that we are in. And, um, yeah, you know, MJ, you can kind of expand on, on what you're sharing with me a little bit. Yeah, it's so it's so hard, though, in the middle of these. Like, I'm, I'm reading this. I wanted to see the actual words. And it's like, you know, there's a time to mourn and a time to dance and if you're like in the season where you're like well I want to dance already I'm done mourning right Mm -hmm. like what do you do in the middle of that or you look at some of these other things right and it says a time to embrace and time to refrain from embracing right when and what if it's like you know you're the opposite you're like um I don't want to embrace anybody right now but the Lord's called me to like you know embrace Mm -hmm. so it's just that the importance of recognizing the season mm-hmm. right like this doesn't right. incorporate all of them but it's a it's a mm-hmm. good it's a good compilation mm-hmm. what, what's a better word for that that was the best word all I right think of. yep of these <laughs> these <laughs> moments in our life and <clears throat> for myself um there's so many times where i'm in the season i didn't identify it right and i have felt anguish in my soul deferred hope mm. because i didn't understand that the lord needed to do a work in me my circumstances and people around me for me to be in anything else and it was for my own good that I was in the season that he placed me in so we should dig into some of the people in our word in the bible who have also you know experienced being anointed in a season right but not put in their ultimate calling or purpose or the thing that the lord had called them to right so Mm -hmm. we'll parallel this to something where if you are thinking that you're called to something or you are praying about something that in your life you really do desire it you you feel like this is something the lord has placed in your heart and to your core you feel like this is part of your calling that the lord's placed for you um that you would understand that there's that or just there's a season for it to come to pass and we look at david king david he was a shepherd boy when the Lord had told Samuel to anoint him, right, as the future king. Could you imagine being a shepherd boy and being, you know, told, like, you're going to be the next king? And then 
it being decades no. later before you're actually the king. No. Right? Like, how do you mm-hmm. do that patiently? Mm-mm. It's hard. But I can guarantee you, and we have other people, so we have Joseph's story, which is also something that we should probably touch on. Um, but let's stick with King David. He was a young shepherd boy, had the opportunity to go and fight Goliath, which I think most people know the story of. And during his time in this, it, well, he was shepherding, though, he was faced with a lot of battles. He was fighting off lions and trying to defend, you know, the sheep and mm-hmm. was doing the things that he could steward with in his current season, even as a young boy. And, like, he totally, in the word, is to, like, gives all the glory to the Lord, like, the same Lord that guarded me from the lion, mm-hmm. right, and helped me to yeah. feed the lion is going to help me to feed Goliath. And yeah. sure enough, he did, right? So you could see that even in that young season, he was building up the ability to war and trust in the Lord and build that one-on-one with God who would ultimately exalt him as king. And then we see that through that, he's actually part of then, you know, Saul, who was that reigning king at the time, part of his force. Like he takes him under his wing for a little bit until he outshines Saul. (laughs) And um, the girls and the groupies start singing more about David instead of Saul. Kind of gets Saul really jealous and prideful. But David had to walk with a humble heart. He knew, right, like he was going to be anointed Mm -hmm. to be king one day. But he wasn't Mm -hmm. told like in five years. He wasn't told in seven years or in 10 years or when all of these events happened. No, he had a trust that the anointing that the Lord placed on him was going to come to pass. And during that time, he had to continue to build integrity. He needed to still, you know, seek the Lord. And he, you can see all of the events. So if you look in like First Samuel and you look in the different um, testimonies of his journey as a boy to, to king, you see that he, he was, people were warring against him. Saul had wanted him dead. You know, he made some really bad choices through this whole time, right? Mm -hmm. But he was really faithful to the Lord. The Lord had his heart. And you have to, like, try to picture yourself being in a season where it's like, okay, I know there's this great calling on my life. But from here to there, I have no idea the time. I have no idea the way I need to be equipped. I have no idea what it's going to be like to carry that burden. But you can trust that the Lord knows exactly what needs to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like it just, it. there was a lot of people affected by it, a lot of people affected by his being the king and also on the way to being a king. And God knew he had to get some of those things straight, like get the stuff straightened, straightened for him, straightened the path. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it took a long time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, how many years? I wonder how many years it actually took from him being anointed until he Over was, like, months. actually, you know. King? King. Yeah, I wonder how long. Was it av- right after Saul died? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was quite some time. It was a long time, and he loved the Lord. He didn't despise God because he was waiting. At least no. we don't read anything about that at all. You see his admiration and love, and he clung to the Lord during that space. So I think a lot of times we have this um, this need and this deep longing to have a season come to pass sooner than our heart is prepared for. 
And so myself included have had a couple really big promises that the Lord has put in my heart and many have come to pass, even the big ones. There are times though that I look back and I reflect about how I was in the waiting for those promises to come to pass and how hard it was. And so I want I want to actually be super honest about this because um, I think a lot of times people just say, hey, like, it's going to be fine. Trust God's timing. And we should trust the Lord's timing. But it's not as easy when you're in the wait to just do that without having tools to wait. So when we talk about praying and we're saying, is it the right season? Pray about it. Spend time with the Lord. And how is that going to help you in the wait? It's going to give you just a sense of, of confirmation that the Lord didn't say no. He didn't say, no, I'm not going to answer your prayer. That in your time of prayer, he may have said, wait. Like, it will happen, but just not right now. And we have a scripture in Proverbs where it talks about how, like, a defer, like deferred hope, right, makes the heart sick. And I've experienced deferred hope. I've experienced a season of deferred hope, not just a day, like a season. And through that season, the Lord worked in my heart just so much humility and so um, so much strength because he pivoted my deferred hope into hope in him and not hope in a promise that he was a promise maker he was the one who is sovereign and I was able to learn that it really wasn't the promise that I was desiring so much he was creating in me a hunger and a thirst to know him and know that by the by the promise itself, it would draw me nearer to him. And mm -hmm. so I encourage you that if you're praying for something and you you believe you've gotten confirmation from the Lord and you're in that waiting space, that first and foremost, you place your hope in the promise maker, not in the promise, not that the thing that you're praying for, because mm -hmm. you you again, you may you may see Groundhog Day every day. And then get deferred hope because you're like, nothing is changing. But if you keep your eyes focused on the promise maker, the one who said, yeah, this is going to come to pass, but there's going to be some time and some things that need to get figured out and, and put in line. And I got to do some things in your heart and maybe the people around you before it comes to pass. Mm -hmm. It allows you to have hope because God loves you. His only intention in our lives, right, is to, to show his love to us. We don't get to determine how that is. We don't get to determine how our day um, is going to pass every day. We don't get to determine the timeline. And for so long, I would just pray like, Lord, when though? Like this year? Next year? Five years? And I realized that out of his great mercy, he doesn't need to tell us the time. It actually would be more anguish to our soul. Because if you know the time, you probably half effort that whole wait because you're like it's coming five years I really don't need to pursue these things with all my heart mm -hmm. but if you don't know and you're looking at the Lord and you're like Lord I know you said it's come to pass I want you to align my heart with your heart's desires for my life and I want your way you're seeking him every day and if you press into seeking him and pursuing him every day you better believe that everything the Lord says is going to come to pass will come to pass because your heart now is thirsting for him more than anything else. And what does his word say when you put him first? Everything else will come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I feel so convicted to share that piece for anybody who has deferred hope yeah. and saying, I've been praying a long time for this. 
and it's not here. And does he even hear my prayers? Does he even care? I promise you he does. But he cares so much more about your character and who you are than he cares about the promised thing that you believe is going to make your life better. Because it, it, it will make your life better if God has promised it. But the ultimate thing is to know who he is and he will make your life for the rest of your life better. And building that relationship with him, like King David did in his whole walk, is what's going to give you the solid foundation to not only just receive your answer to prayer, but to sustain it, to live in it, to, to have joy in it, to share the testimony and the glory of who the Lord is, because only the Lord will be able to get the glory if it's a true prayer answer, or answer to your prayer. Because yeah. you see that those things that you think are big, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm praying for it so big. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, I put in your heart, and the only way it's going to come to pass is by my hand. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, makes absolutely. Sense. Everything you said makes sense. Yeah, that's so good. I, I think that's a great place to um, end. I don't really have much more to add to that because that's just a beautiful encouragement. And I really hope people really not only, you know, realize that, their outward circumstances aren't may not be changing at this season, but God is changing them, their hearts, mm-hmm. little by little, and um, that's something to be <laughs> grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes. that's really good. Yeah, I can pray us out. Lord, we thank you so much that you have given us your word, Lord. That you are not a God that you should lie. That you are not a God who makes a promise and doesn't fulfill it. And that what your word says is true. Lord, I pray that my my brother and my sister would keep hope in you. That they would not have deferred hope. That you would inspire their heart to love and thirst for you. And that you would fill their heart in a way that they really understand that you are everything that they don't lack anything if they have a heart that is set on you. I pray that as they are in this season, you may make it clear to them, Lord, what season they may be in so they can have courage and um, be bold and have confidence in the things that they're doing and that they would also be able to wait patiently if it's a season that they're in. Let them set their eyes on you and their heart, align their steps, Lord, build them up in your ways, Lord, And Lord, I'm just so grateful that you are a God who is here and present with us, that you long for us to reach out for you. I pray that their heart, Lord, would experience joy and comfort today. Let them not be discouraged. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen.